Did you know that hockey legend Wayne Gretzky is one of the owners of Las Vegas's newest sports teams? So is the city ready for another sport? A new one at that? And how can Las Vegas get into, I mean, really get into lacrosse? So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we welcome back friend of the podcast, Brian Salmond. He's the main sports anchor over at News 3 and unleash everything you need to know about the hottest new professional sports team in town. Las Vegas, get ready for the Desert Dogs. It's Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Brian, we've got yet another new sports team in town, a professional team at that. And tell me, why should Las Vegans get excited about lacrosse? So, David, if you didn't know, Las Vegas is the sports and entertainment capital of the world. And we just keep proving it over and over and over again. I think people should get excited about it. One, because it has the backing of the great one, Wayne Gretzky, the former NHL legend. Well, he is a HL legend. Wayne Gretzky is one of the uh, co-owners of this team. He's pretty much the face of it. So he's kind of pushing it to uh, Las Vegas. But the big reason why as well is the fact that it's very exciting to watch in person. It's basically like hockey. It's very, very exciting to watch in person. Fast moving, lots of scoring. And they even fight if you like a little bit of uh, fisticuffs. Yeah, and I want to get into all that. But let's start with the great one. Hockey legend Wayne Gretzky what does his status bring to this sport in Las Vegas? And then I got a bunch of follow-ups too. Like, is he going to be our newest resident? Are we going to see him at Albertsons? Is there any chance he's going to get involved in our hockey world? Has he been at a Golden Knights game? I mean, spill, spill, spill. What's the story with Wayne Gretzky? Oh, wow. First one I will say is he adds legitimacy to this sport because no one here knows anything about, they call it not lacrosse, but it's called box lacrosse box lacrosse because it's played indoors in basically a box. They play in the same exact space that hockey plays on. Oh, They play the exact same amount of people, but it's lacrosse. So one, we have Wayne Gretzky legitimizing the sport to us. Two, unfortunately, you're probably not going to see him at uh, Smith's because that's where I go. (laughs) He'll just come in for the games, but he will be here, I'm assuming, pretty often because I'm sure he lives in Los Angeles. Remember, he went to the Kings and everything else. So he'll fly in and uh, watch the team and whatnot. And lastly, lacrosse, and I bet you didn't know this. I didn't know this until he explained it to me. Lacrosse is actually the sport of Canada, the second sport of Canada. It's hockey and lacrosse. So it's hugely popular up there. The guys are extremely athletic, and they they take it really, really serious, like really serious. It's an intense game. It's a lot of fun. You said Box lacrosse is played on a similar field to hockey. So how would you describe the fan experience at a lacrosse match versus, say, a hockey match or even baseball or football? I would say it's very similar to hockey. And and I'm not talking about hockey if you go to a L.A. Kings game or an Anaheim Ducks game. I'm talking about hockey if you go to a Golden Knights game because the energy inside of a Golden Knights hockey game, T-Mobile Arena, is different than any other arena for the most part, like the energy is just raised that much higher. The entertainment value is that much higher. 
And that's exactly what the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, I can't say dog without saying dogs, the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, that's what they bring. They bring the same kind of entertainment and excitement value that the Golden Knights bring inside of T-Mobile Arena. They bring it to Michelob Ultra Arena, which is at Mandalay Bay. That's where they play. So, yeah, the excitement is great. They had 7,000 fans for their first game. 7,000 fans inside of Michelob Ultra Arena is a huge number. 38-35, still Panther City the edge. Marshall King dishes Bertrand. He has struggled. Greer, the follow-up. Taymoon, quick reaction. Bertrand again. He scores. Well, and especially for a game that I would venture to say very few Las Vegans really know a lot about. I mean, it, it, it's not really something that kids pick up on the street corner and, hey, hey, y'all, let's just play some lacrosse. Although I know there are some lacrosse players uh, here in, in town, some young people. But tell me about that first home game then, the the Desert Dogs. What was the vibe? How, how did people react? Well, see, I got you saying it now. You're not going to be able to say Desert Dogs without saying dogs. You're right. You ruined me. <laughs> yeah, they reacted very favorably to it. They were jumping up, screaming. I mean, you know, they had the in-arena host. They played a lot of music. Uh, they had Cirque du Soleil performed. They played four quarters, similar to basketball. Hockey, they played three periods. Mm-hmm. And box lacrosse, they played four quarters. So they had the halftime. The fans had a great time. I mean, they really had a great time. They were they knew when to get excited. I mean, because the in-arena host would help you. they tell you when to kind of cheer and when not to cheer. Because like you said yeah. – Nobody here plays across for the most part. We don't know what the heck is going on. I didn't know what the heck was going on. That was my first game. So in the in the Desert Dogs' first home game, was there a moment in that game that stood out to you for any reason? I would say the, the moment that stood out the most probably was um, <laughs> the fight. Because just like hockey, they drop the gloves and they'll fight. So at towards the end of the game when the Desert Dogs weren't doing so well, they have a guy on their team. His name is Jackson Subak. He's like six foot four, 230 pounds. He's a defensive player. And he's kind of their, their muscle on the team. And basically, you know, he's there to kind of bring energy to the team and to the, to the crowd. Hit, you know, cross-checking when they take the stick in both hands and they kind of push you with it. Yeah. Same kind of thing that they do in hockey. He was out there pushing people around, like, you know, trying to get someone to, to get provoked and – take the bait and they took it and they started fighting. I mean, it was a big pile up and the crowd was going crazy. They're smacking the boards kind of like they do in hockey, smacking the boards, smacking the board. The fans were smacking the boards as they're fighting. It was a pretty good scene. Cause I think that, you know, for folks like violence, they like fighting. You know what I mean? People like fighting in hockey. They like fighting in lacrosse. People like violence. It's okay to say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. People like violence. You know what I mean? So yeah, the crowd was really excited about that. That was probably something that I will never forget. And the fact that, again, they had 7,000 people. Michelob Ultra Arena holds like 10, 11,000. And the Aces play there. They would get huge crowds and loud crowds, but they rarely got like 7,000, not into the playoffs. So their first game, they drew 7,000 people for a game that nobody knows anything about. Right. That's great. When it rains, it pours shot after shot, and Bertrand finally has the nail that pierces the wood. He puts it in the five hole between DeMood's legs on the third chance opportunity. And that's a two-goal run for Las Vegas. It took a while, but we'll call that a run. 
And Brian, uh, I'm assuming now you're really getting into the nitty gritty of, of lacrosse added on to your resume of things that you're into. Um, <laughs> how competitive is this lacrosse league across the board? And does Vegas have a chance to do well like the Golden Knights did in their first season? You know what? The Golden Knights set the bar so high for any new team. And they, they tried, they made it rough for teams to come in here if they're a professional franchise. But that's a great question because that was the same one that I asked their uh, head coach when he came in the studio is, you know, what kind of league is this? It's like a triple A, single A, double A, major league. You know, what is the competitive value and the quality of this play? And he says it is the top league. So it's basically hmm. like the major leagues of lacrosse and it's very competitive. The team is very young, unfortunately, and young means that they're not going to be very good. <laughs> yeah. But we shall see. We shall see. Not the same <laughs> group of uh, scrappy misfits that first season of Golden Knights brought, sure. And uh, I guess they've already lost their first two games. Or are they lined up to win one soon? Yeah. Well, let's hope that they win their next game because we are uh, television partners with the Desert Dogs. We broadcast those games on... My LVTV, which is a sister station of News 3 and uh, the CW Las Vegas. So we want them to win games so people will tune in and watch. Get them ratings up. <laughs> hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. All right, let's shift gears, Brian. Uh, I want to get into the uh, I want to get into a little finer details. If we're going to be all the way in on the new sports league here in Las Vegas, we should know some things. So, first off, how did they land on Desert Dog? Was there a contest or something? Well, you know, that's another good question because I actually asked um, I asked him about that. Dogs is kind of a good name for an athlete. You know, what I mean, you want a bunch of dogs on your team. I mean, they, they're scrappy, they fight hard. And they have an actual mascot dog <laughs> that they have in the uh, in the arena. What's that dog look like? That mascot? I mean, is it is it a particular breed or? Um, the dog actually it looks like a a really fit. Uh, it's not shaggy haired police dog. It's a German Shepherd, but it's the hair is cut really low and it's very much in shape like a German Shepherd that runs marathons. <laughs> okay, that's a great description. See, initially my mind went to McGruff the crime dog, but that seemed a little doughy for uh, lacrosse. <laughs> nah, this dog is in shape. It does its, its push-ups and sit-ups. Okay, let's let's move right into a rapid-fire fan starter kit. What are the marquee players whose names we need to know, Brian? Ooh, wow. In my opinion, 
probably the marquee player that I, I think you should know is Jackson Subak. He's their enforcer. He's their guy who, if anyone is acting up, he puts hands on him and he he keeps him in line. Uh, you should you should keep keep an eye on him. And also their head coach, they call him Willie, Coach Willie, and he is a Hall of Famer in the National Lacrosse League in LL. Those are two names, Coach Willie and Jackson Subak. Okay, and we'll be looking for Jackson on those uh, water district ads when people are overwatering or letting their uh, sprinklers run into the sidewalk. Come up with a lacrosse stick. Okay, I'm going to go with stick. Well done, sir. Yeah. Well done, sir. Okay, are there any chants or cheers that you heard at the game that people should know to engage in? I would say, let's go dogs. Let's go dogs. Let's go, you know. Yeah. Go dogs, go. All right. How about <laughs> etiquette? Are there are there do's and don'ts for uh, fans uh, at a at a lacrosse game? No, you know what? This is what I will tell people. The etiquette for a lacrosse match, box lacrosse, so you sound smart. You say box lacrosse, you sound like you know what you're talking about. And the etiquette is exactly the same etiquette that you would have for a Vegas Golden Knights game. When you, you're down on the glass, pound on the glass, to, you know, they check guys up to the glass. Oh, wow. When they're running, they'll run up and check them. So it's the same. Yeah, just like hockey. Everything is really the same. Like the way that hockey players and the uh, they go – on and off the bench, the game doesn't stop. So the guys come in and out of the game by jumping over the boards, is what they call it. And the teammates come on the, the field and the game just keeps going. So it, it's a very fast paced game. Like they don't stop, you know, like football and call a play and then do that. If the ball is turned over, the other team goes running down the field and you'll see guys go out and hit the bench. And then two guys come in and then they'll start to have a, a shot clock. So they have to shoot the ball within a certain amount of time, and then it goes back the other way. And I guess the etiquette for fights then would be exactly the same and basically kill that FF. <laughs> Absolutely. You want to you wanna cheer for your guy, Jackson Subak, number 37. You want to cheer for him. So, you know, knock his head off. You're, you're allowed to lubricate or um, hydrate, if you will, when you go to the lacrosse games, the box lacrosse games. So, yeah. I'm assuming that a lot of people are going to be um, they're going to be motivated to do just what you said. <laughs> Yell at the other the other team. Be as loud as you want. It should be very loud. Last question for you, Brian. Is there anything else you want Las Vegans to know about lacrosse and the Desert Dogs as we become the newest fans of the newest sport in our city? Honestly, what I want them to know is the games are exciting. You know, because like you and me. Went into this whole deal like, what the heck is lacrosse? I I don't I don't I don't know what to expect. How's the atmosphere going to be? All of that is was answered extremely quickly. Mm. You go inside, it's nice and loud. They're playing music while they're playing. The crowd was bananas. Lots of energy in there. The game was fast paced, back and forth, back and forth. Very physical, competitive, and you can see the skill of these guys too. Like the way they throw the ball back and forth and catch it, and they run up and they're running up and down the field. It will surprise you. Like the athleticism, the physicality, and the speed of the game will surprise you. And I, I would almost be willing to bet anyone who goes will enjoy it because I really did. Hey, Brian Salmon from News 3, our main sports anchor and our, our main sports guy. We really love you on here, and we welcome you back when the next, I don't know, when rugby comes to town, when competitive Pomeranian <laughs> dancing comes to town. You're our guy. You're going to tell us everything, man. I can't wait for it. 
Uh, D, we're on a we're on a um an initial basis. I appreciate you inviting me on. This show is, is a, lo- a lot of fun. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you soon. The Desert Dogs' next home game is on January 6th at the Mandalay Bay Michelob Ultra Arena. Get your tickets at lasvegasdesertdogs.com. Also, a quick note, we're headed off on our holiday vacations, so there's no podcast tomorrow. But starting Tuesday, we'll be sharing our best episodes about the biggest news of 2022. Can you guess which topics we're covering? Listen next week. You'll find out. Okay. And now, uh, before you go, a few things you need to know. Remember that local Starbucks store that wanted to form a union? Well, thanks to a grande order of worker solidarity, it's now officially done so. The first Starbucks in Nevada has unionized. But will they say the name of the union right when they call out the order? Hmm. The store at Rainbow and Oki joins 250 others around the country that have done the same in the last year. Meanwhile, Michelle Fiore has a new job. The controversial former city councilwoman and before that former assemblywoman lost her bid for state treasurer in November, but that didn't stop her. She's now going to be the new justice of the peace in Pahrump. And as a vestige of the Old West, it's a job that doesn't require a law degree. Her term lasts through January 2025. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our producers this week were Sonia Cho Swanson, Layla Mohammed, Meg Dalton, and Lizzie Goldsmith. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets, and our hosts are me, David Figler, and Vogue Robinson. Music is by OG Moose and All the Kimonos. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the Nuuvi, the Southern Paiute people. If you enjoyed the show, go tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. All the old podcasts are on the internets there, so you can listen to some during the holidays. And we'll be back on Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. You take care, y'all. Well, they should get excited, one, because it makes you excited. I mean, I get excited about the opening of an envelope.